five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Can you believe that this Aaron Judge ball supposedly could get seven figures? I mean, I get it's a home run ball, and I get it's somewhat of a record, but its I don't think it's that historically significant. I mean, we were arguing with New Yorkers on the morning show about it. I mean, I just it's, it's the American League and Yankee team record. So, I mean, it's the AL record. I get that. But, I mean, it's not, what is it, 11 behind Bonds? Yeah, Bonds has 73. Judge has 62 now. So he's 11 behind, and he's not going to get anywhere close to that record. (sighs) Season's over, and he's not playing in the season finale either for the Yankees. (sighs) That just came out. Yeah. You know, so, look, if you're a Yankees fan, I get it. If you're of a certain age, I maybe get it. But I mean, say I mean there are people. There are people. There are people. Were, yeah, I mean it's seventh place on the on the stinking all time single season list. They were juicing. Those are juicers. Well, so were the pitchers. That's true. Yeah. So were the pitchers. That is a great point that I think more people should bring up when it comes to the steroid era of baseball is the fact that yeah the pitchers were juicing too. It was in the context of, I mean, was it illegal? Were they cheating? Sure. But they were beating the test and they were, they were taking stuff that maybe the test didn't cover or weren't tested for on you know, drug tests. <sighs> it, I mean, it, look, I love our, our Dimitri Urvanos. We had Dimitri on all the time and I love Dimitri and he's lost his mind, but I love Dimitri, right? Yeah. I mean, he hit it, the nail on the head with this thing. It, it it's sports media out of New York, the the you know Mecca, the capital of the world as far as media goes, trying to whitewash sports history. A little ironic considering where D's gone politically, but that that's I'm not here to argue that today. But I mean that he's exactly right. Look, we saw Barry Bonds hit all those homers. I didn't like it. But we watched him hit him. I saw Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hit all those home runs, and I loved it. And we were trying to get Chip Carey on the show today for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the Braves knocked off your Mets to take the uh, AL East crown. Well, Although you, your Mets are in the playoffs, so yeah. I don't know why you're all long in the face today, Ben. Oh, well, By the way, Ben Byram. Absolutely. Ben Byram. <laughs> yes, Joe Dooley's right on that. Hey, what Ben. Tenant. They were they were ten and a half up. Is that what they were? Yeah, they were dominating. Braves look like uh, a huge stinker in our division. They needed to get out of here. They ain't, they ain't getting to the World Series again. All of a sudden, one of the hottest teams in baseball. Look at the Phillies also making the playoffs. Who your Mets got? Uh, we got the Padres. It'd be fine. 
Yeah. It'll be fine. I believe we It'll have the fine. Padres. Well, I, yeah, I think we'll be all right. But Chip couldn't do the game today, the show today because he had a game at 4 o'clock. And, and I, what I really wanted to ask him when I was trying to get him, text him with him over the weekend was, you know, he call, He was in the thick of that home run. In fact, that's what kind of led us to Chip Carey. My guy Scott Inez down in Orlando, they were colleagues and buddies. And, you know, Chip was on WGN calling the, the home run battle between Sosa and, uh, and McGuire. I mean, we watched it. And it's like, we're going to have Hayes Permar on later on for Sports Channel 8. We're going to talk to him a little bit about this. Also, uh, we want to give Hayes some flowers on his excellent mix-up of uh, Stephen A. Smith and uh, Greenville's own Petey Pop, Petey Pablo. But, I mean, it's, it's like when they say, okay, well, you know, we're going to take those wins away from that team and, and have them remove their Final Four banner. They played the game. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm going to forget it. I can easily look up on Google and say, all right, who won in this year? Oh, they won. Yeah, I mean, it's just. And so I don't. And again, I think the thing you're getting, the pushback you're getting are coming from two camps. Sports media, which wants to have this holier than thou attitude over the same people that they were rooting on 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, of course, there are a lot of a lot of them aren't. They're just you know, it's Mark McGuire was the most popular player in baseball. A lot of these nerds well, so grew Sammy up Sosa. loving him. Yeah, a lot of these nerds yeah. grew up loving those guys. And you know, so th- there's the media standpoint. Which I mean, the media is we've covered it a gazillion times. Ridiculous. But I do think it's just people of a certain age that think this is the real home run record, and it's not. It's the AL home run record for a single season. It's the Yankee team record for a single season. That's all it is. You know, I, I got to be honest. I'm not keeping up with the Yankees or following the Yankees closely. I, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to admit it. I, I had to come clean about it. But I even thought at one point it was a record because they're making such a big deal about it. Right. Just to find out he's, what, seventh on the list and 11 shy? What's the yeah. big deal here? What is? What are we freaking out about right now? Because he broke a record for a for the most popular team sixty one years ago, and that's why we're losing. Because that's when it was all done the right way, I, I, I suppose. But I'll tell you this: even Bonds, I mean, who's a scum of a human, and especially McGuire Sosa in the late nineties, a hell of a lot more fun than baseball is now. What saved baseball? Baseball, I think, is in a similar place before that. Where baseball was before that race, I think, is in a similar spot where it is now. It's in it's in shambles. Mm. No, because people hated it after the strike. I don't think people hate it now. They just it's not relevant. Yeah, but I mean, this that's kind of how I feel about it. This would be I'm, I'm talking about nationally relevant. This would be like honestly, this would be like celebrate if Patrick Mahomes through the seventh most touchdown passes in a single season, would we break in to baseball games or basketball games or whatever to show him on a drive to go down to throw the seventh most touchdown passes in a season? Well, what's funny is I believe Pat Mahomes is like top five on that list. And like, I 
we don't. I mean, we don't even know that off the top of our. I mean, head. Who, who yeah. whoever whoever you want to put in there is the quarter. I mean, Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, I'm just saying Pat Mahomes actually did it, and it was not like something of <laughs> note. It was not something we were following closely. I mean, who could you even tell me who threw the most touchdowns in a single season? No, on the list, Absolutely a single not. season, t- right? Exactly. Could you tell me who the seventh, who had the most, the seventh best scoring average in a single NBA season? No, but I could tell you has the seven most home runs in an MLB season now. <laughs> I don't know why that season, why yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't know that, but I do now. Pool holds at seven oh three is more should be more celebrated. I agree, absolutely. I, the, there's no doubt about that. That should be more celebrated. We we should be trying to get that guy to play another year uh, to at least break the Ruth record or surpass the Ruth record and be the second on on. Or I don't know where Bonds is on that. I'd have to look. That, but, I mean, at least get past Ruth. That's what we ought to be rooting for. Because he could hit 10 or 12 next year, right? Yeah, I think I so. I mean, so that's what we need to be celebrating. That accomplishment. That's a heck of an accomplishment. That's, that's long-term. And Aaron Judge is a fantastic player. He's a great he's, – he's the right player for the right team to, to kind of sell the product. But all they've done is turn people off by breaking into football games that are coming down to the last two minutes to show this. They didn't even put it in the corner where you could still hear what was going on in the football game. They they showed it and put the, the blooming football games in the corner. Yeah, and, and what kind of hurts is, you know, baseball's really trying to market this guy, and I think where they kind of fall short when it comes to marketing certain guys, Aaron Judge has no personality whatsoever. There's nothing interesting about Aaron Judge besides he's a big guy and his last name's Judge. And he plays for the Yankees, and he's seventh on the home, he's seventh on the home run list he's for a seventh. season. He's seventh on the all time list. He's not behind the all time. He's not I an mean, interesting guy. Same with Otani. I mean, Otani's not interesting. Mike Trout, not a very interesting guy. I mean, they're just not. They're not. Pirate, you don't have the same Pirate, characters like you do in the NFL. Pirate Pro Mike Trout. I'll have you know. Oh, uh, we claim him. We <laughs> claiming him. I stay, when it's NC State claims yeah. every. Yeah, NC State claims everybody. We claim we'll Sandra take Bullock. Them. Why not? Uh, New York Yankee slugger Aaron Judge now on being the single season home run leader in the American League after hitting number seventy-two. Let's hear what he had to say. No, it's been a been a fun ride so far. You know, getting a chance to do this. You know, with the team we got, the guys surrounding me, you know, the constant support. You know, from my family. Uh, and then Judge says it meant a lot to him to break Roger Maris's record. Mentioned the same sentence, you know, same category as Babe Ruth, you know, Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, you know, Yankee legends, Yankee greats. It's it's a little overwhelming, you know, and it's you know something that you know I definitely will cherish. And- yeah, it's it's a Yankee record. I mean, it's the American League record, but it's a Yankee record basically, and that's the reason we've had this rammed in our face and down our throats for the last three weeks or whatever it is. That's the reason. Everybody loves the Yankees. I mean, it's a, look, it's it's a fantastic accomplishment because he only hit a couple home runs through his first like fourteen or fifteen games. So he has been on a hellacious tear. Yeah, he was kind uh, of in a slump then. early in the season, kind of struggling to get yeah. going. I mean, he's been on a fantastic tear over one hundred thirty games, and you can't take that away from him. It's just if he played for anybody other than the Yankees or the Red Sox, would they have? Let's say he played for the Rangers or played for the Royals or 
Oh, those are AL teams, so maybe a bad example because it would have then still been the Mets. American League. Well, let's say he'd played for the Mets. Well, yeah. maybe the Mets. But well, now if I, he'd played for the Mets, they probably because if you were in the National League, they wouldn't have been cutting in and showing this. Well, I think Alonzo broke the home run record for a single season for the Mets. He broke the Mets franchise record in his rookie season, I believe, and like nobody made a big deal about that as compared to the Aaron Judge deal. Like You would have never known that happened. We'll uh, hopefully have some Mike Houston cuts to get to here in a little bit. Um, and look, if you want to tell me I'm wrong or agree with me, uh, I, or just discuss it, you're fine. Two five two five six one game. That's the number. The line's open. Two five two five six one four two six three. Remember that number because as we go to break here, uh, if you do call in, and let's say your caller, what do you want to say, three Ben? We'll give Let's you do seven because yes, yeah, seventh on the <laughs> the home run list in a season. All right. Caller seven if you if you're so brave. Caller seven will get a uh, Chico's gift card in this. And uh, if you got something to say about this when you win, we'll put you on two five two five six one game two five two five six one four two six three a Chico's gift card. Uh, we'll see where our Houston comments are. If uh, they're not uh, in the kitty, we'll uh, discuss a couple of other things. Bottom of the hour, Hayes Permar, Sports Channel Eight. Some fun with him. We'll even discuss this with him coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour. I'm, I'm sure Hayes has got some thoughts on it as well. All right, we'll be back uh, after this. <laughs> uh, Matt in uh, Washington uh, is on the line, and uh, he'll get a Chico's gift card. He's also been good enough to come on and uh, give us a little on-errand judge. Matt, congratulations. Thanks for calling. Uh, what's What you got, buddy? I don't hear him, Ben. Oh, he left. Or did he? No, he still here. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I hear it now, uh, but I'm here. Yeah, I do too. Ben, see if you can fix that, and uh, we'll get to Matt here in uh, just a second if we can fix it. If we can't, uh, thanks, Matt. Congratulations uh, calling in. And uh, you can tweet at us and tell you tell us what you think. Um, ben, let me know if that works out. Uh while you're doing that, can we do a pirate report intro, Ben, or uh, am I throwing too many curves at you at one time here? And now, Patrick <laughs> Johnson go. with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, Mike Houston here says he's satisfied with, uh, obviously, what the team did last Saturday. Excellent first half and uh, did it on the road to boot. Uh, Coach Houston. Talking about that in uh, some of his uh, comments from Tuesday. You know, a big road win, uh, conference opponent, um, a very talented conference opponent, and uh, you know, a very explosive first half for our offense. So it was great to see see uh, you know that all come together. Um, but just really pleased with the performance on the day. Um, so you know, good to get that first conference win, um, first road win. Um, but uh, you know. Not much time to celebrate that with uh, what we have coming up this Saturday night. Um, the coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston, talking about the uh, Tulane Green Wave and playing them. We, you, know, you look at the schedules in the offseason, and I knew this was going to be a tough game going to New Orleans. Um, I felt pretty strongly that uh, Coach Fritz would uh, you know, have a pretty good bounce back year this year, and obviously he's off to uh, an extremely strong start. I know he he uh, is kicking himself because he uh, probably thinks he should be 5-0, and and I, I would probably agree with him. I mean, they did some uncharacteristic things in the Southern Miss game. Uh, 
but uh, a very, very strong football team, uh, very solid in all three phases. Uh, you know, if you if you needed more evidence, you know, playing without your starting quarterback last uh, Saturday or last Friday night uh, in Houston uh, and knocking off the Cougars, uh, that's you know that's an impressive win. All right, uh, and uh, Coach Houston on the stout red zone defense that the Pirates have played so far. Well, I think the play in the uh, in the first half, you know, it's fourteen nothing. Uh, South Florida drives the length of the field. They've got it inside the five yard line. Uh, Julius Wood uh, makes a great strip uh, of uh, Bohannon, and Xavier Smith recovers uh, in the in the pile right there. You know, huge turning point in the game because. You know, they're getting ready to punch it in, be 14-7. What it turns out, you know, we get the ball there on the two-yard line or whatever, and we score three plays later to go up 21-0. So, obviously, that's a huge momentum swing there in the first half. And then, you know, that there in the fourth quarter is as big as it gets. You know, 8.06 remaining, it looks like Michael Dukes has scored to cut it to 13 points. Um, you know, they review it. He didn't quite get in, so they've got it on the six-inch line. Uh, and for us to stand and turn them over on downs, uh, you know, that in combination with the offense's ability to get it off the goal line in that situation, that was the ball game. You know, because I'll be honest, I didn't feel comfortable that the game was put away yet. I mean, I don't think anybody did. And so, you know, that stop, because we were, we were preparing our hands team, because they would have obviously onside kicked with, uh, or I felt like they would with eight minutes to go. Um, you know, but to be able to, uh, you know, to, to turn it over right there and then our offense respond with, you know, a six-and-a-half-minute drive to never give the ball back to him, that's pretty impressive too. But I think just that sequence there at the end of the game uh, was the story. Okay, uh, a couple more cuts we'll try to blaze through here. Uh, this is uh, Coach on uh, Rajay Harris. Well, I mean, he's obviously very disappointed, as we are, and, you know, my heart – sunk for him on the field Saturday because down deep I knew um, you know we wanted to get the you know get the test results to confirm but uh, and it's uh, I think just everybody's rallied around him I, mean, I think it's a good good word for it you know he and I have had a couple of talks uh, you know I've talked to his parents um, you know it's we're going to support him uh, I just he's such a people person uh, I'm probably more worried about him mentally than I am physically. Uh, he will make a full recovery. Uh, he, he'll, he'll wear the purple and gold and be a great player for us again, uh, just not tomorrow. All right, and then Coach talking about the other running backs stepping up. Actually, you know, a lot of it's going to fall on Keaton, uh, and you know, rightfully so. Uh, but uh, you know, just like when both of them were healthy, um, I just think college football anymore, you, you've got to play multiple backs. Uh, so, you know, we felt really, really good going into the game last Saturday with Marlon Gunn. He had had a great week of practice. Uh, felt very comfortable with him carrying the load that he carried. Uh, and obviously he responded uh, in a very positive manner. Uh, so, you know, you'll have more on his shoulders right now. Uh, Camaro Edmonds has continued to uh, improve throughout the year. So obviously you'll have, uh, you know, some, some weight on his shoulders. And I think he's prepared for that, excited for that. Uh, and then you'll have some other guys that will have some opportunities. Yeah, Gunn was great. Fifteen out of uh, or fifteen carries for sixty-one yards. Uh, I thought real solid. Uh, this was interesting, and, and maybe a little bit uh, with all the really noteworthy things coming out of yesterday. 
uh, positive and, uh, you know, a little discouraging, uh, but, uh, you know, really like the CJ Johnson thing, really uplifting, obviously Holton's uh, performance, the team performance, you know, we, we, we feel good about the support Rajay will get. We, we hurt for him because of the injury, but this was kind of buried a little bit. Uh, and this is coach Houston talking about Owen Daffer and the kickers competing for that spot. Hit that real quick, Ben. Well, the competition's open each week. I mean, with all of them, uh, you know, some guys are a little more entrenched than others, uh, but there's always competition. Um, you know, it's, uh, you look at a lot of factors, the snap, the hold, the kick. It's not always just the kick. So I think that there's some things we can do better execution-wise on that one missed extra point last, uh, last Saturday. Um, I think that uh, he had a very solid week of practice last week. Um, I'm continuing to, you know, encourage him and coach him just like I do everybody else. Um, I am excited that, you know, Carson Smith is um, finally back healthy so he can start working towards you know, competing again, and I think that'll help Owen. But uh, there's always competition. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting Carson Smith. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, he's healthy, and I mean, coach just said it there. And and, you know, a a lot of times people will say, "Well, why is so and so playing so much?" Why? We don't always get. You don't get an injury report like that in college football, right? And and this is not a right. And but we, but you know, some colleges put that out a little more than others. This is not one that that puts a lot of that information out ahead of time and that's not a criticism it's just the way they choose to operate so i mean there's little things like that that you know that now that he's back does that change it could who knows all right ben why don't you do an update we'll get to um we'll get to uh uh, hayes permar here in a bit i apologize for the phone situation obviously that's frustrating uh you know, but uh, we'll, we'll get that rim. I'm upset about it. I've ranted about the yeah. phone for years. <laughs> years. You, got a, you have one with a, a, a handset in there, but uh, we, we'll get that straight. Uh, Matt from Washington, congratulations there. Um, and uh, it's just what Matt wanted. He got his Chico's and he took his ball and went he on. He moved on. <laughs> he took his Chico's and, and moved on. All right. Uh, ben, give us an update and then we'll get to Hayes Permar. Midbar Mufir 94 through the game sports update. ECU at Tulane on Saturday, 3.30. Coverage begins right here on 94 through the game at noon with our Bush Light Pirate Game Day countdown with our very own Patrick Johnson and ECU football legend Terrence Copper. Mike Houston talked about the kicking competition is open and a little bit about Owen Daffer. Carson Smith, who's that guy? Here we go. Well, the competition's open each week. I mean, with all of them. You know, some guys are a little more entrenched than others, uh, but there's always competition. Um, you know, it's uh, you look at a lot of factors, the snap, the hold, the kick. It's not always just the kick. So I think that there's some things we can do better execution-wise on that one missed extra point last, uh, last Saturday. Um, I think that uh, he had a very solid week of practice last week. Um, I'm continuing to, you know, encourage him and coach him just like I do everybody else. Um, I am excited that you know, Carson Smith is um, finally back healthy so he can start working towards you know, competing again, and I think that will help Owen. But uh, there's always competition. EC linebacker Miles Berry focusing on the two-lane green wave who are 4-1 coming into this matchup. He talks about the two clubs between them and the Pirates are very similar. 
really them being a very physical, hard-nosed team like us. Uh, we have a lot of similarities. I feel like a lot of their skill, uh, skill position are like a lot similar to ours. Um, but very physical defense, very um, downhill offense, runs the ball, gets into a lot of uh, good explosive receivers. So it's a lot of similarities in that. The East Carolina men's golf team picked up its first team win of the 2022-2023 campaign after firing a four-over par 292 to claim the Ironwood Collegiate Classic Tuesday afternoon. The two-day 54-hole event was being held at the par 72 7,210 Ironwood Country Club. The Pirates, who picked up their first team win since March of 2019, held off William & Mary and Gardner-Webb, winning by one stroke. Delaware and Temple finished fourth and fifth, respectively, with the victory. East has finished in the top two of its last two events, following second place at River Run Collegiate. The Panthers are 1-3 and and may be looking to trade one of their star players, Jason LaConfora. With the Washington Post reports, Christian McCaffrey is named to monitor as the NFL trade deadline approaches. He says league executives expect a deal to get done by the November 1st deadline if the team continues to spiral. Aaron Judge is the home run king of the American League. The New York Yankees slugger hit his 62nd home run Tuesday night off of Texas Rangers pitcher Jesus Tinoco. Judge passes Roger Maris' record set in 1961 as the most homers for any ball player since 2001 during the so-called steroid era. Judge started slow and finished slow and in between was an absolute juggernaut. He hit 59 of his 62 home runs in 130 games. He had just one homer in his first 13 games and two in his last 14. He has batted 322 with 126 RBIs in his 130 games. Carolina Hurricanes' preseason winning streak came to a sudden end last night with a 4-2 loss to the Buffalo Savers. And the Hornets are going for their first preseason win tonight when they host the Pacers. The team lost their opener against the Celtics 134-93, while Indy has appeared in the preseason for the first time. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. Hayes Permar. On the other side, this quick timeout with the P-Man right here on 94.3 The Game. As promised, the great Hayes Permar from Sports Channel 8, and uh, you'll hear him pretty frequently on the Adam Gold Show because Gold takes more vacation than Hank Hinton. I didn't think that was possible, but it is the case. The great Hayes Permar. Uh, Hayes, we do not have a we do not have a, a hot dog eating hot contest for you to break down or handicap for us. So Speak for yourself. I'm, I'm going to scarf down like four. I'm going to see how many I can put down in a minute. I got my own personal hot dog eating contest going what, on over here. What would be the ultimate fall festival eating contest? I guess you'd bob for apples. Is that what you would do? But you're not really eating them in that case, right? So how would that work? Yeah, but bobbing is different from eating. Like what food would be the... the yeah, like um, at a fall festival. I, I could say, how about a candy corn eating contest? Oh. Yeah. Like that, that could get disgusting. Yeah, it and could. That, and that could cause actual problems. I feel like if you put too much candy corn in your body, like something's bound to come out wrong. Not a fan? But, not a fan? Uh, no, I am not anti-candy corn. Okay. There, there have been times in my life where candy corn was my one of my favorite uh, candies to eat. So I do not um, – I won't say they're my favorite, but if, if you got a dish out of candy corn – there's like a 50 50 chance I'll stick my greasy hands in there that I haven't washed and pull some out and, uh, and chew on them. I like, for some reason I'm a, uh, I, I, tactile is the wrong word, but I'm a process eater. Mm-hmm. So I like things that are like color coded. Cause I can take uh, like yeah. I bite off the white part. Then I bite off the orange part. Like it's, it feels like it's a, it's a process. So I yeah. candy corn. It seems like there's a correct way to eat it. Bite it in 
the white part, the orange part, then the yellow part. So I, I like that about that. The more we learn about Hayes Permar, the more I'm, I'm never cease to be amazed. Uh, Hayes Permar uh, with us here on the uh, Patrick Johnson show. S- uh, sports du jour, because we are a, a sports show, obviously. Uh, and that is uh, the uh, the Aaron Judge, your colleague, uh, the uh, uh, excitable to other people, uh, Ben Swain. I love this, putting uh, the poll up is 73 or 72 greater than 73 greater than 62. I've been saying that since the morning show this morning that I mean, we're, we're celebrating what the seventh most home runs in the history of baseball like it's I mean, we're celebrating the Yankees team record is basically what we're doing. Uh, yeah, every the even the people that are putting on a TV that would say, "Oh, this isn't the home run record," are smart enough to realize that some people are going to treat it as such. Uh, they just, they, I'm not going to tell anybody what they have to recognize as the uh, as the record. Like everybody's, I'm not going to tell Roger Maris Jr. You know what he has to that he has to come out and admit and bow down and worship Barry Bonds and recognize the record. People, you know, it's sports. People are going to do whatever they want. Um, why couldn't it have just been super cool to watch Hank, uh, to watch Aaron judge hit home runs this year? Like, I don't realize why it had to come down to a, this context of whether or not it was the record. But my, my point is, yes, if you were going to get into the discussion of which numbers are real, or which aren't, then like, when do you stop? You, you got to deep dive into Negro league eras versus not, you know, uh, amphetamines versus not like, is it, is it only things that failed tests? You know, it, it, much like if uh, um, what, what's the guy's name who threw a perfect game, but the ump screwed up the call. Yeah. Like, with the guy played uh, for Detroit. Yeah. 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 Those types of things where it's like you, you go with what the call was on the field. So that guy didn't get, get a perfect game. We may all recognize. Yes. Barry Bonds was putting things in his body that were unnatural, but like, did he ever officially uh, fail a, a drug test, which were the means, the rules of the game at the time? No. So like if you get into saying you're going to start policing records based on, you know, every possible thing that could taint them, then you got a lot of work to do and you got to go a lot further than just the guys who are hitting home runs. You know what I mean? I don't want to get, uh, go down a road here, but you're, you're a pretty, you're a real smart guy. So, you know, I just think it's, it's just crazy to be, we're considering it the record. I mean, cause there's people in media, professional media, but I mean, such is media now. You just we make up whatever we want and put it out there as if it's fat. And look, one side is just as guilty as the other in some of this. And now it's it's it is permeating sports, which is absurd. Um, yeah, and and I'll say this: it's funny. Uh, this kind of, obviously it's it's great. And also, I'm not accusing Aaron Judge of anything. No, but no, we have no idea. We, we, and maybe not even Aaron judge in the past few years, we've seen teams use electronic devices. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know exactly what's being done. It's stepping away from baseball right now. We've got poker, chess and fishing all embroiled in like cheating scandals. Right. 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 So to me, and I described this when I was hosting the gold show the other day, I do not condone cheating in life or in sports. I think it's good to have values. I think people who don't take shortcuts end up succeeding in the long run. Uh, However, as an observer of sport, I find cheating to be kind of part of the game. Like when people are caught, I want them punished to the full extent of the rules that are in place. But I kind of, much like I like the human drama of sports in general and watching 
you know, somebody weep over a play that happened because they you know, had a tough thing in their life or whatever. There's such a human drama of sport. I find it interesting when a team as high level and high profile and under scrutiny as a World Series winning Houston Astros are still like, you know what? We think it's worth it to try and push the boundaries just a little bit and we're going to cheat. And I find that intriguing. Now, when they get caught, I think they should be punished. If somebody, if, if a baseball player fails a drug test now, I think they should be punished. Yeah. I'm not encouraging anybody to cheat, but I'm always curious the, the <clears throat> means and methods that people meet, use to do it. And I find that as part of the entertainment of sport as well. People what, are going to try and cheat. One of the things that I think um, th- this, when people say, well, they cheated, but we watched it. I mean, we're, we, you and I are of the age. We watch McGuire. We watch Sosa. I, I wasn't a fan of, of Bonds or how he got there, but I mean, it was still pretty darn spectacular considering he was walked over 200 times, uh, I think, in that season. And it didn't prevent yeah. him. Look, what he was ingesting in or injecting into his body didn't keep him from making contact or, or in, aid him in making contact. It just helped the ball go further. I mean, he, he was still a – he's probably the, one of the great hitters of all time before all this. So it happened. Yeah, and, but it's I, like I people – what I was saying is it's like when they say, well, we're going to pull down your final four banners. Hogwash, it happened. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it did happen. He hit those home runs. They went over the, the walls. And if Barry Bonds had failed a drug test during that year and missed 25 games and he had hit 50 home runs but sat out 25 games and people could have done the math and been like, oh, at that rate, he would add 73 that year. And they try to say, well, but, you know, I'm giving him credit for 73 because he hit 50 in 100 games. I'd say, no, he cheated and he missed those games because that was the rule. And right. that's why he didn't get the record. They didn't bust him that year. They didn't pull him out of games. We, I mean, we know cynically they didn't want him to because you know, the ratings would have been too right. good for baseball, right. right? So, like, if if he was caught, if he was suspended, if he was injured for ten games and he fell short of the record, I would not recognize him as the home run king because I would for saying, well, he would have had the record if he had played those games. No, it's he did it. We can't unsee the seventy-three home runs. Your your analogy is perfectly right. It is stupid to pull down banners and pretend like teams didn't win. We can discuss it we can say we now know what happened to those times but he did it you didn't suspend him at the time the the record is what it is it's the 73 home run that we all yeah. saw him hit well it goes back to I, I am forever going to root against penn state for the atrocities that went there and were swept under the rug i will forever never root for the nittany lions in anything but joe pa won all those games yeah yes Pulling I mean, games away is the dumbest thing. The, the teams played. The players know who won and lost. The the teams on the losing side didn't get together when they heard all of a sudden that, that Penn State was – those re- wins were taking off their, their record. And they were like, oh, we actually won that game. Congratulations, guys. No. The game happened. It's history. It's yeah. closed. Move on and, and, and change your rules to catch cheaters better in the future if you want. Yeah. But yeah. – you're stuck with the numbers as they happened at the time. At uh, Hayes Permar, at DHPIV on Permar, at Sports Channel 8 as well. All right, uh, the big reason I wanted to have you on, we uh, gave deserved shine yesterday to uh, the, the whole thing with Stephen A. Smith and the awesome video you put together. So I'm going to play this again for the folks. Uh, let's start with Stephen A. And then we have a little game for you. So here we go. Stephen A., here we go. I'm incredibly familiar with North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. 
Curtisville, Salisbury, you know what I'm saying? Burlington. I, I, we, I, I didn't bring up Raleigh, Durham, Greensboro, Charlotte. I brought up the little small town, Archdale. I brought up the little so small town. Still fabulous. All right, here is uh, here is uh, Hayes Permar and the mashup with Greenville Zone, PD Pob, and Stephen A. I love it. I, I really love that. That's so good. Uh, the interesting thing is, as he was claiming he knew all of North Carolina, yes. Stephen A. Smith, as people have talked about, it, went to Winston-Salem State, yeah. was really just name-checking the triad there. Like, it wasn't really all of North Carolina. <laughs> and an and airport. Then, and he mentioned he an did, airport. <laughs> and, then air, and then airports. And then I, to his credit, I don't think he said Raleigh-Durham is one word, but basically he name-checked the four cities that are in the names of the three biggest airports, like Raleigh, right. Durham, Greensboro, Charlotte. But like Archdale, Burlington, Kernersville, I guess Salisbury is a little bit further down the road. But it kind of worked well because even though PD Pob was saying North Carolina come, come on and raise up, he too was being actually a little bit regional, right? He was mostly east of 95, Polk, Bladen, yeah. Pasquatonk, um, yeah, uh, I can't think of some others. Uh, Odom East, yeah. uh, Green County, and then he he does go and hit Triad, Triangle, Charlotte real quickly at the end. But when you put them together, you got a little bit more. You got PD Bob doing the cities down east, Triad uh, uh, area taken by Stephen A. Smith. We still need somebody to come in. Like Asheville is getting no love. Brevard zero love. Boone unloved by these guys. We still need to work <laughs> in the mountains somewhere. But Stephen A. Smith. And PD Pop collaborating together, we've got a, a pretty good mix now you of cover actual most NC of it. Yeah, I got it. All right. Does uh question. And uh, we asked this of the guys on the no, show actually, yesterday. No, I, I have a question for you. Yeah, actually, go ahead. I'm, while we're on this topic. Sure. If you were in the North Carolina Senate or House mm -hmm. and I brought a motion to the table, what, what do you even know what the state song is of North Carolina? Not off the top of my head. I mean, I know there is a state song. Uh, I know I you know it. The old North. Yeah, the old North, something like that. The old, old North. North I would make that the right? song. I yes. would. I would vote for your mo. I'd second your motion and put it out on the floor. Yes. I think we need. It, it's got to be twofold, and I think it's okay because they represent different styles of music. I think that's fine. I think we need to have a uh, a song. In, I want two state songs. One is James Taylor's "Carolina in My Mind." Okay. And two. Petey Pablo's raise up. I think those two together cover everything we got. West Virginia, they've gotten smart on this. They made Country Roads their state song. The song that everybody most associates with your state should be your state song. We've got Carolina in my mind and raise up. I think we need to make those the state songs. I'd do it. I'd allow it. Maybe call one an anthem. Call one an anthem. The anthem. Or I, I was going to say call one the state song and call one the state Maybe the state beat or the state hip-hop and state rap. Jam? Then I, then state I feel jam? like hip-hop hip -hop fans might feel like, are you saying that hip-hop isn't a song or music? So, like, I, I don't know. Somehow we need to split it so one doesn't seem diminished under the other. Mm -hmm. But I would take those two as sort of our state anthems 
over the old North state. No All offense right. to whatever fine young man in like 1830 was inspired by our state to write that. I don't know anything about the history of the old North state. I just know we need raise up in Carolina in my mind now. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you uh, a couple things here. Um, first of all, d- does, does Stephen A really know North Carolina? That's a, that's my first question to you. Is that a yay or nay? What do you think? No, no, he knows the triad. Okay. Uh, does Petey with- Pob know the, the does Petey Pob who now lives in Raleigh? Does Petey Pob know North Carolina? I say yes. Went to Row High, Rose High. I'll go yes. Petey okay. Pob knows North Carolina. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to play a game here with Hayes Permar, Sports Channel 8. We're going to give you five towns or cities, but probably towns. Uh, and are they in North Carolina or not? We're going to see if Hayes Permar knows yeah. North Carolina. All right. I'm going to hit you with a layup right. here. I'm going to hit you with a layup. Blackjack, town or not in North Carolina? Blackjack. A layup? A layup. I'm going to hit you with a layup. We're going to be in trouble. All right. The fact that you said it's a layup makes me think it's got to be yeah. That is correct. All right. I would consider three out of the five a passing grade here is what I would consider. Means I got that one wrong. If, if three no, you got it right. You got it right. That is that's, okay, yes. That okay. is correct. Uh, all right. I, I have no idea where Blackjack is, though. I, that was totally by context. It's, the it's, fact that you called it a layup. Near, so. well, it's near, uh, it's near uh, us here in Greenville. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, is it a is is it a town in North Carolina or or not? Cedar Key is Cedar Key a town in North Carolina or not? Sounds like it would be at the coast, maybe Outer Banks, but I can't really think of a Cedar Key that I've heard of. Key sounds more Floridian to me, so I'm gonna go Cedar Key, not a North Carolina town. That is correct. Hayes Permar is two for two. Uh, this is great, Hayes. All right. Uh, few more here trying to go the perfect five for five we will see if this is the case or not uh little switzerland is it a town in north carolina or not little switzerland i don't know exactly where little switzerland is but i know i've heard of it i know it exists in north carolina absolutely in north carolina that is correct okay i didn't know is that an official name of a place is that uh, uh or is it i thought it was like little switzerland was like a village inside of another town but i know it's Somewhere up in the mountains. I know Little Switzerland. Yes, Little Switzerland is a Blue Ridge Parkway town. So there you go. How about that? It was up there somewhere. But I didn't I didn't know if it was like technically a section of Banner Elk or something like that. But it, it's its own separate town. All right, fair enough. Uh, but you, but, but point is, you know it because Hayes Permar, at least so far, knows, uh, knows North Carolina. Uh, let's see. We, we, need a, we need a difficult one for you here. Um, hmm. Hmm, that's too easy. Uh, boy, these these would be too easy. I think really in your bailiwick here. So I don't know if this would would work or not. I'll come back. Well, okay, you might deserve uh, a pretty fair shot at it uh, here. Um, Curie Beach in North Carolina. Curie Beach or not in North oh, Carolina? Oh, Curie Beach is definitely in North Carolina. It's spelled K U R E. Looks like ah. Cure Beach, but it's Curry Beach. Okay. In North Carolina. That is correct. Uh, for the win, the five for five win for Hayes Permar, whether or not he knows North Carolina. Uh, Hayes Permar for Sports uh, Channel 8. Uh, Darien. Is it a town in North Carolina? Darien. To go five for uh, five. Can, can I do like. Can I do the spelling bee thing? Can, I, can, I be like, can you use it in a sentence? Can you know how's, how's Darien spelled? D-A-R-I-A-N? D-A-R-I-E-N. Darien. 
Ian, Darian. Mm-hmm. Darian, is it in uh, North Carolina or not? If it is, I haven't heard of it, so I'm going to go with my gut and say not North Carolina. That is correct. Five for five, ladies and gentlemen. Hayes Permar. Amazing. Darian. Darian. I'm betting that key, Cedar Key, I'm sure I got right. It was in is Florida. It Florida? No Darien Darien is a coastal town in Georgia, believe it or not. Darien. <laughs> Adam Librarian. Uh, um, no, that's actually Marion. We that don't. We don't five for five. We don't have Hayes Permar on enough. I'm glad we had him on now. You can always catch him, uh, I would say, an average of at least once every two weeks on the Adam Gold Show. Because uh, uh, Permar does a great job when he's on for gold, so that's uh, that's good stuff. It slows down a little bit in the fall. He takes a little more vacation in the summer than the fall. But also, they're they're overworking my man Gold. He's got to do all the canes pre and post game stuff now, I so he might just have that. to take some uh, some stress free days. So uh, so we'll see. I, you never know when I might appear on your radio waves. I think you'll be on uh, some in uh, November and December for sure. All right, uh, the great Hayes Permar, as always. Thank you, Hayes. Thank you. My pleasure. The great Hayes Permar there from Sports Channel 8. Always a treat to have uh, Hayes with us. Again, congratulations to Matt, the winner of the Chicos. Uh, we will have coverage of the uh, coordinators speaking along with Coach Houston at the top of the hour on our social media, 94.3 The Game on Facebook and at 94.3 The Game on uh, Twitter. Thanks to Ben Byram. Tomorrow, Jim Zoki will join us. We'll talk uh, the Panthers and the uh, NFL and uh, Lordy Lordy, whatever else uh, comes up uh, tomorrow. So that is coming your way on the Patrick Johnson Show. I have not even gotten into the real off-the-field deal. That's Brady and Giselle no longer. They're headed to Splitsville. Lawyered up. Golly. All because he wanted to play some ball. All right. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. Uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, American masquerading as some action tonight, as SMU and UCF will play the game. Of course, postponed originally from last Saturday to Sunday to Wednesday because of flooding in the Orlando area after Hurricane Ian. Uh, among the announcers will be our guy Rini Ingolia, and then uh, Nish Shroff is going to be calling the game for the uh, Pirates and uh, Green Wave in New Orleans. On uh, Saturday. I meant to say that uh, yesterday, of course, the voice of the Panthers. Uh, We'll talk to Zoke tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening.